Nun Amud Beis, four lines from the bottom. Hahutura did not fall le Arisa de Daloi. There was a ox that fell into Arisa de Daloi, some sort of ditch that was used by the people who draw water. Maybe we'll call it an irrigation ditch. And that ox, Shachte Mare, the uh, owner of the ox, saw it fell in and uh, shechted it. Kama. Tarfei Rav Nachman. Well, Rav Nachman said, uh, that's actually a trefa. And then Rashi points out the trefa would be the risuke varim, when like an intense impact um, or uh, literally like the limbs get all shaken up. Um, that's a trefa. Uh, that's what Rav Nachman said. I'm Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman commented, if he would have like packed a little backpack for himself, a little lunch, and gone to the base medrash to learn, and he would have known that um, if he didn't shech the animal right away, it actually would have been okay, because he would have learned if the animal is still alive 24 hours after the incident, it would be kosher. Uh, if he would have learned that, then lo he would not have lost, now that his animal is considered a trefa, uh, the uh, ox that he had that was worth many, many more uh, calves of what the bagged lunch would have cost him. Alma Kasav Rav Nachman, it follows from here that Rav Nachman is of the opinion, I circled Rav Nachman, that it must be yesh chavata bepachas me'asara, that there is such a thing as uh, impacts having a uh, significant uh, um, impact on uh, the animal, even though it's less than 10 deep. Acefe, Rav, I put a triangle on this Acefe, circled Rav's name, and on Nun Aleph, Abud Aleph, the third line, last word is an Acefe, I put a triangle around that. We're going to have a number of Tanaic sources uh, questioning this. So, Acefe, Rav, Rav Nachman, uh, quoting our Mishnah, put right angles in, it's about a Half of the line is the quote of the Mishnah. If the uh, pit was less than ten, and a ox or a donkey follows it and dies, potter. That's the end of the quote from the Mishnah. Connector, my timer. Why is it that the one who was responsible for the pit being there is potter? Uh, should we not say it's because there, uh, since it's not. 10 deep, there's not a uh, impact. So the more answers, low, that's not the reason. Mishum hevla. The reason is not that, rather, chavata, um, the impact, there still is. Um, even though that's the case, the uh, person would be putter. Um, like Rav had said, that the person would be putter. Ihachi asks the Gemara if that's the case. Then here's a uh, three or four word quote from the Tanaic source: "Ve'im huzak boy chayev." If uh, the animal is damaged by the fall in it, there would be a chiyuv. But didn't we say "halays behevla"? There's no hevel. Answers the Gemara Marley, and again, this is the same distinction we made at the end of the previous year. Um, hevel is different intensities or different expected results. Ein hevla misa v'yeshevel nezakin. Right, there's not enough hevel to have uh, death be uh, expected, but there was enough hevel uh, for uh, the animal to get damaged. Acefe, another snake source, which will be a uh, question on Rav Nachman. Uh, this one goes almost a line. 
this is uh, regarding uh, administering the death penalty of stoning. The way that they would do it is Beis Askila, the official house that uh, somebody would be um, pushed off of um, as part of the Skila procedure, was uh, two stories or two heights of the person tall. Connector Vitani, although we have another little Tanaic source that was also taught. This one is all of five words. So if you have a person, there's um, one height of his, two heights of his, plus then his height all the way up to his head. It's basically three. If, however, comma connector, it's true, that you have chavata, a significant impact on a creature, animal, or person, even if it's less than ten, what do we need uh, such a tall structure for to start uh, administering uh, for the uh, death penalty of stoning? Turns around the Gemara and says, well, according to that reasoning, Navidasara. Why don't you just make the basis skill only 10 tfachim tall? Ella, the reason why it was much taller was kids Rav Nachman, because of the concept brought out by Rav Nachman, Amrav Nachman, Amarab Ravu, Amar Kra, Thou shalt love thy friend like thyself. In other words, even to the extent that if you are going to execute someone, execute him in a, a more uh, painless way. Borer loy misa yafet. Choose from a. Um, out of the death penalty, you could give him a, a a more pleasant death penalty. Well, well, then why limit it only two heights tall? Why don't you throw him off? Uh, you know, a hundred story building. Well, because that would be too extreme. Mishum de minval or minavel, he would become sort of disgusting, splatting on the ground, and that we don't want. We want to kill the person, but keep the body more or less intact. Ace yet another Tanaic source, which would be a question of what we started with, that there is Chavata Pachas Me'asara, I put a triangle on this Eisve, and it is uh, an exactly four-line Tanaic source, it's regarding Ma'ake, we know that if you have a uh, um, some sort of structure, and up on the roof, uh, if there's access to the roof, you have to have a fence around the roof, or some sort of Ma'ake, uh, so as uh, so as not to be responsible should anything happen. So the Pasuk says, in Dvarim Chapei's Pasuk for you never know the faller offer could fall off fall off from it and it just happens to be the roof that you're responsible for okay now it says that word implies so it has to be let's say there's the Rishusarabim you have a house that is taller than Rishusarabim there is you need to Micah because you might fall from it but not they might fall into it let's say you have a house that is uh, ten falchim below the rishus harabim, uh, ketzad, and this is what the price goes on to explain. Heis rishus harabim gavayom imenu asarat falchim. If the rishus harabim was ten falchim taller, v'nafal mitoychay litoychay, v'nafal mitoychay, you fall from the rishus harabim litoychay into or onto the roof. There it would say putter. Uh, putter would mean here putter that the owner of the structure, which is lower down. Then there's just Rabbim would be put from having to put a ma'ake up. Amukam imenu asar tfachim. If the uh, Rishus Rabbim is deeper, ten tfachim, I swear we learn ten tfachim, v'nafal misoichay l'toicha, and someone falls uh, from th- uh, the roof onto, or into, we'll say the Rishus Rabbim, Chayev, the owner of the building, in that type of situation, will have to put up a ma'ake.
That's the end of the Tanaic source. Connector for Yisal Kadaitach, Yesh Chavata Min Pachas Measor. If you want to say that there is such a thing as Chavata, even let's say at nine or eight Tvachim, Lama Li Asara, then why do we have to have the bias, seemingly the minimum height to be ten Tvachim? That sort of implies anything less than ten Tvachim, there would be a patur from the Ma'ake. Amalei says back, shiny bias to chalpachis measarla bias who knows the difference when it comes to a house because a house just ain't a house unless it's at least ten tefachim of height. Well, as the Gemara Yehalki hashdenami dahavim abray asara. Well, ten tefachim of height in a house means not that from the ground to the uh, roof you have ten tefachim. Um, you have to have ten tefachim inside of height, meaning like from floor to ceiling inside. Dalmine tikru maziva migavai havasara. Well, if you have a building that's exactly ten tefachim from the ground level to its roof, by taking away the roof and the plaster and the tile and the insulation and all that, then inside will be less than ten, and then it won't be a building. Well, not a problem. I'm really going to chok migavai. It's actually um, chiseled out a little bit inside. So even though the outside is ten. From the ground up, uh, when you're inside the building, the floor level of the inside is actually lower than the Rishon Sarabim. Well, Ihachi, if that's the case, asara. You would have a situation if the only requirement is that the inside the building be at least ten tefachim in height, then asara mishkachas ladahave migavaya asara kigain dechakba tvei. Imagine you have a building that's I don't know three, four tefachim. Like underground. So you'll have 10 Tvachim on the inside of the height, but you won't necessarily even have 10 Tvachim on the outside from the roof to the ground. Ella, so I squiggle underline the Ella. Ella, the reason definitely has to be because there's no Chavata less than 10 Tvachim. Ella, Hainu Tamid Rav Nachman, Savar, he holds like this. Mi Kresa de Tura, the case that we opened up with, four lines from the bottom of the previous Amud. If you measure from the bottom of the belly as the cow is standing to the ground, the ara kamahavi, well, that's about arba, that would be four tvachim. Well, arisa did aloi, that irrigation ditch that it had fallen into, kamahavu, how deep was that uh, underground? Shisa, it was six tvachim until you uh, got to the base of it. Well, uh, ha asara, you then have from the bottom of the belly of the animal, to the bottom of that pit is a total of 10. If the animal falls down into the, um, into the bottom of that irrigation ditch and has an impact on its uh, body, it's a 10 tefach fall, so to speak, from its belly's perspective. Ella... <clears throat> well, then what are we going to do with the Mishnah that said, here's a one-line quote from our Mishnah, You don't need to have ten tefach deep. Like for an animal, it would be enough if it's six tefach deep. Because from the place where its belly was, when it was up on top of the pit, till when it gets on the bottom of the pit, it would be enough to have it six tefach deep, to have a ten tefach belly flop. Amri, masnisin de igandar labor. The Misha's case is not where it went from a standing position, rather where it kind of like rolled in. It was laying on the edge of the bore and then fell in, and that would be only a six tefach deep fall. 
Says the Mishnah, very short Mishnah, let's say you have a jointly owned boar, Avralav uh, Harishain, the first one passes by Velaikiso and didn't cover it. Vasheni, the second one, Velaikiso, and then damage happens. The Shani is the one who is liable. And we'll get to the Gemara, we'll see uh, uh, exactly what this case is. Says the Gemara, Amri, Borshal Shnei Shutfin. This is the case our Mishnah was dealing with. If you have a uh, boy that's owned by two people, Al and Bob, how do you even get such a Mitzi as well? Ha, Nicha, Squiglan, and the Hanicha, all is well. If we hold like Rabbi Akiva, who says what to Amar? A, a boar in your own Rishus is Chayev, if you're like Mavka the Rishus to the Rabbim. So Mishkachasa, you would have a case of how you have a Metzius of a boar that can be owned by Shutvin. Let's say it was Alan Bob who owned a Chatzer. And they both owned the boar. And they both are mafkir, their rishus, in their rishus hayachid, uh, to the rabim, and they were not mafkir, the bottom of the boar. Okay, that's how you would find it, at least according to Rabbi Kiva. Ela, I, I squiggle on the Ela, I. Ela, I, Sfiralan, if we hold boar, rishus is potter. And like the only way you get a chiyuv is by digging in the actual rishus rabim. Where would you get a case where they could be chayev? It must be berishus harabim. Well, berishus harabim borshel shnei shutvin hechim mishkachasa. Basically, the same question we started with, but now that we know it has to be berishus harabim, how do you get two people who are the owner of a boar in the berishus harabim? Which, by the way, berishus harabim neither of them owns. So e i vectored this word e, and a line later. A couple words further towards the end is another ve. I did that. So ve deshavu shaliach. Let's say Alan Bob call over Jim. Hey Jim, uh, can you dig us a pit for ten fachim? There's just a rabim. The ishavu shaliach travayuva amri and they say to Jim, zil karilan, go dig for us. Kama vazel karalu, and Jim goes and he digs the pit. Well, who's liable? Not Al or Bob. It's basically Jim because the concept of einshlech varavera. There's no such thing as a person committing a sin and saying he was only a shaliach, even if he was only a shaliach, well, he's the one who committed the sin, so that's not going to work. Let's say Al and Bob again. Al dug five tfachim. Um Bob dug another five tfachim. Well, nistalku lehu Once the second guy dug to get it to ten, whatever the first one had done is uh, considered... What's done was done. It's history. So, ha and the ha and there's an L at the end of the line. Hanicha le Rebbe, ulanezach mishkachasa. So if what we're doing is going like Shitas Rebbe, who we'll see shortly is the one who says uh, both of them are considered joint partners in whatever damages might happen, and the issue here is for the damages, then you have a mitzvah of how you would find this. Ella, I squealan on the Ella. Ella le Rebbe ulamisa. If the issue is death of the um, animal that fell in. Or for that matter, if it's the Rabbanon, whether it's the Misa or Nezakin, how would you have the situation where both of them are liable? So imagine the pit was 9 point, let's just say 9.9 um, deep, and there was like a big... Uh, clod of earth that the two of them together lifted out of from the bottom of the pit which thereby made the pit uh, deeper than 10. Okay, now we'd mentioned Rebbe and mentioned the Rabbanan. The Gemara wants a little bit of the background. My Rebbe, my Rabbanan, dis, Sanyu, we have a Bryce who goes for a line and a half and starts here. 
Echad achayfer bortishev. Guy number one digs the pit nine deep. Uba achaveshlim alasara, and guy number two comes along and digs out a further tefach, making it ten. Ha'achron is It's the final guy who is going to be liable should something happen. Whereas Rebbe, I box Rebbe, I mir achar achron lemisa. Yeah, the last guy is going to be liable if the animal if an animal falls in and dies. Vachar shnei, however, it's uh, the two of them together for nizok and for damages that might be caused. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. My time at the Rabbanon, underline the Rabbanon. We're going to have two approaches. I put a number one in the margin here, and three lines later, first word on the line is Hainu, I put a number two. So what's the reason the Rabbanon? Uh, Damar Kra, the Pasuk says, Ki Yiftach, dot dot dot, and Ki Yichra. Uh, it says if somebody opens up a pit, in other words, takes the lid off, or digs a pit itself. Now, we had this the other day, Imal Psicha Chayev. If you're going to be liable for someone who gets damaged in the pit, if you only, like, took the cover, uh, the lid off of the pit, um, Al Kriya, like, Hoshkin, if you actually were out there digging the pit, wouldn't it be, like, all the more so? So then why do you have to use even the term Yichra of digging it? Ella! Lahavi kara achar echad. Lahavi, rather, it comes to include kara achar kara, that if somebody dug and then another one dug, shesilek maiserishin, that whatever the first one did is considered insignificant. Kam of a Rebbe, we underline his name, question mark, what would he say? Amarlach, hanau mitzvah srichi kedam rinan. No, we had on yesterday's daf and daf nun that uh, both of those uh, are necessary, the kiyif tach and the kiyichur, to teach the level of liability and who is liable. So you need both of them. So you can't say that the kiyichur is extra to darshan from. Okay? Now the truth is, if you can't say that according to Rebbe, then the Rabbanan have the same issue. The Rabbanan, I know the Rabbanan, nami mitzvah you need both those terms. Ella, so I squiggle around the Ella, and this gets us to the second approach. Hainu the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan. You know why it is that they say what they say? Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, Ki Yichra, Ish, Bor. I squiggle underline the word Ish. It specifies in the context of a single man who digs the Bor. That sounds echad veloishnayim. Sounds like the way to understand it is one. That's for this liability. If it's one person who uh, dug it, veloishnayim, and not two. Come, the Rebbe, underline Rebbe's name. What would he say? He would tell you, Ahumi Bayale. Oh no, you need it for something else. What's the other thing you need it for? When the Pasuk says, quote, Kiichra ish bor, when a man digs a bore, the drush we make it is below shore bore, and not if a ox causes a bore to come into existence. So it's only if a man did it, not an ox. They'll tell you, Trey ish bor, Ksivi, in Shmois, Chafalef. Pasuk Lamed Gimel, it has that term Ishbor twice. Verebi, why does it have it twice? What would he say to that? Underline his name. Well, here's why. I did a cuss of high, cuss of high. To keep the structural uh, similarity in the Pasuk. Since one was written, it only made sense that you would use another Ishbor uh, later on. Ask the Gemara. Question on the Rabbanan. We might basra, kama. Who says that the liability should be the second guy? Maybe it should be the first guy. Well, you would never think that's a possibility. Because the Pasuk says, Whoever has the liability, he's the one who keeps the mace. Now, keeps the mace, that's right. Misa, The one who was responsible for doing that which was Misa, which would be the one who, the second one who dug it to a depth of 10. Asks the Gemara, That phrase, 
Mibayale, we need it for something else, though. We need it for Rava. What did Rava say? Dama Rava, Shorp Sula Mukdash. And let's say um, the base of Mikdash had rejected an animal because it was puzzled for whatever reason. Shenafal Libor, if it fell into a boar, the. Um, Shorps with a mukdash and shnuffle by the fell into a boar, potter would be off the hook, not liable. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Vahames ye loy. It has to be in the context of a situation where the ones responsible for the board would be able to take the mace and use it for whatever he wants to use it for. Now you can't say that's the case by Psulem Mukdasan. Mace Shamesh Loy, because Psulem Mukdashan has limitations on it. So answers the Gemara, Amri. One second, don't we hear that like automatically? We would also understand that the one who was responsible for causing the pit to be one that was a deadly pit, in other words, one who brought it to ten, that's the same person that we must be talking about who's the one who gets the carcass and the one who has the liability uh, in this case. Tanarabanan, we have a brisa. First price that we're going to have goes for a line and two words. We call this the number one brisa. And the number two brisa is going to be the rest of that bottom line. So here we go. Brisa number one says, One guy comes, digs a pit. It is 10 deep. Second guy comes, adds another 10, makes it 20 deep. Third guy makes it 30 deep. And they would all be liable. But we have another Tanaic source. goes uh, till the end of the line. We'll call it the number two Tanaic source. It says, Echad Borasar. First guy came along, dug a pit. It was ten. Uba'achar v'siyed v'kiyed. And some other character comes along. And he plasters the walls and puts nice uh, figures, drawings on the walls. The Acharain, the second one, is Chayev. Okay, so seemingly uh, two different approaches. Uh, what should we say for this? Lema, should we say Harebi Vaharabanan, that the first Tanaic source that said Chayev, that they're all Chayev, that would be Rebbe. He's the one who had previously said when someone dug a pit, let's say nine, since he made uh, deep enough that it would could cause damage, he's considered a um, Shutaf in the damage, and here too you'd see that it'd be the Shutfin, whereas Harabanan, the, the number two Brisa, that said uh, only the Achrain is Chayiv, but the earlier ones are Pater, that would be the Rabbanan. Uh, we had said Ish, Ish is singular, Ish Echad, and not two. So Amar Rav Zvid, I circled Rav Zvid, put a number one in the margin, because about eight lines later, last word on the line is Hach, in the middle of that line is Rav Zvid, I circled his name, and put a number two in the margin. So the two Lashon is Rav Zvid, in the first Lashon, uh, Rav Zvid is going to show how um, actually both of the uh, Tanaic sources can be according to the Rabbanon. And the second Lashon Razvid is the other way. He's going to show how both Tanaic sources can be Rebbe. So let's see the first Razvid. Amrazvid, Hava HaRabbanon, the number one and number two price are both of you the Rabbanon. Now, the number two price we understood because uh, that was straight Rabbanon. How do we make the number one price the Rabbanon? Ad kind of like Rabbanon because the Rabbanon only said two word phrase, Acharein Chayev, that is the last guy who's going to be uh, liable. Elahecha Dolei Avad Kama Shirmiz, that's only where the first guy never dug it so deep. He only dug it like uh, six or seven or eight. Not a Shirmiz. Aval, what's the case that we have in Bryce number one? Hecha de Avad Kama Shirmiz, the first guy himself dug it ten Tvachim deep. Afilu Rabbanan Modu, even the Rabbanan would agree 
Tikul and Chayavin. The guy who dug it 10, and then the guy who added another 10, and made it a total of 20, etc. Okay, well, Vaha Siyed Vikiyed, Dekavad Kama Shirmi. So what about the case of Siyed Vikiyed, where he plastered it and put some decorations on it, where the first guy, he did do a Shir of Misa, Vikatani, and it says the Acharoin is Chayiv. Amri, so we explain, Hassan, what's going on in that case is Shaloi Hayabai Hevelamisa. The original fellow, when he dug it, had made the pit true, tendi, but it was quite wide, so wide that there wasn't enough Hevel to cause any death issues. What did the second fellow, Uba Acher, some other guy came along, Hevel Lemisa, and by um, lessening uh, making less the area, the space that was in the pit by adding the uh, plaster on the walls, uh, he increased the Havel, uh, thereby making it a uh, a pit that would um, be expected to kill something that falls in it. Ikadamri, alternatively, I squeal around the Ikadamri and circle through vid. It's a second approach. Havaha, Rebbe. Both the Tanaic sources are according to Rebbe. Now, Hach Dikatani, the first one that said Kulan Chayavin Shapir, that's straight Rebbe. Ha Dikatani, the number two Tanaic source that said Acharoin is Chayav, the second guy is liable. You know what the case is? Kugin Shaloi Hayabai Hevel, there simply was not in that pit this situation where there would be Heveloila Misa, Veloila Nizakin. It wasn't enough to cause. Uh, enough Hevel to cause death, wasn't enough Hevel even to cause damages. And some other fellow came along by Hevel, and by him plastering the inside of the bore, thus making it a, a tighter space, he uh, increased the Hevel, Ben Lemisa, Ben Lenezakin, whether it was something that would result in uh, death or damages. Amarava, underline his name. Let's say there was a bore that was nine Tfachim deep, and someone put like a uh, some rocks around the outer rim of the board, thereby making it from when someone is like standing on top of the rock to the bottom of the pit, ten. Banu Lemachlaikis, that would bring us into the same type of Machlaikis um, that we had between Rebbe and the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon would say the guy who added the uh, rock uh, around the outside of the pit is Chayiv, whether it's for damages or for Misa. And Rebbe would say, we follow the Achor and the Misa, but they're both going to be partners in the damages. Okay, well, isn't this Pshita? And I was like, what difference does it make if you uh, add something um, up above? What's the difference if you uh, change something down below? Shouldn't it be, like, obviously the same Machlokas? Well, maybe not. Tim, you might have thought to say, Lemata who? If you're digging a pit a little bit deeper, that's where Hevla didei kakotel, it's the Hevel, that, that increased depth that brings more Hevel that might kill the person. If all you're doing is like adding an additional row of stones up at the top of the pit, where there's no Hevel if you're above ground level, I might have thought not. Kamash Milan, that's what we're being told. Period. Boi Rava, I underline Rava's name. How about this? Tas Tefach or Silek Avanav Mahu. So Tam Tefach, uh, Rashi says the etymology of the word is uh, Tam is, is similar to the, well, Stam or Sosam to uh, close up, um, which in Aramaic, uh, Rashi says is Tam. So Tam Tefach or Silek Avanav so if somebody digs a pit, let's say that's nine, and someone else comes along and, and makes it then ten, and then that same guy who made it ten, like, 
puts back in a tefach of dirt, thereby making it nine again. What do we say? Colon, mi amrina, do we say, my da'avad, shakli? Well, that which he did was taken back. Oh, Dilmer, maybe, nistalku, my sarisha, in vekamale kule birishusei. Or maybe uh, the first thing that was done was done, and now it's all in the riches of the second guy. And the Gemara answers with a teku. Now, given that water at the bottom of a bore will make the hevel more intense, Amar Rabba Barbarchana, Amar Shmuel Bar Martha, how about this? Bore Shmoina from the edge of the pit down to the bottom of the pit is only eight tfachem, however, Umehen Shnei tfachem. Uh, the bottom two tfachem are actually filled with mayim water. Chayev, the person who is responsible for the bore, would be liable if a death is uh, happens. My time, what's the reason? Because kol tefach de maya, any tefach deep of water, ketre de yavsha dami, is the equivalent of two that are dry. So the uh, water apparently adds to the intensity of the Hevel. Okay. Along that, along those lines, Ibailahu, we have a few questions. Here's the first question. How about this? Bortesha. So imagine you have a pit that was nine deep. Umehen tefach echad mayim. And the bottom tefach is water. How do we look at it? Mahu A. Odoma B. A. Miamrina. Do we say kevandele nefishi maya? Well, there's not that much water. Remember, the previous example had two tefachim deep of water. So since there's not as much in this case, maybe lace bay havlet does not have sufficient havel. Odilma is squiggling on the odilma, odilma b, kevan de amixfe. Remember in the previous case, it was only eight tfachim total depth. Here, since it's nine tfachim total depth, in other words, it's deeper, maybe is bay havlet, there would be the problematic amount of havel. That's the first question. Question number two. Bor shiva. How about if the bor is seven Tvachim deep. However, umehen mayim. The bottom three tvachim of the pit, and we know each tefach of water is considered basically like two tvachim of uh, of uh, non water filled. Those are just like regular. Mahu. How do we look at that? Ao dilma b a miamrinan. Do we say keva dinafishi maya? There's like even more water in the example. The example we had before only had two tvachim of water. Here, there's three tvachim of water. Maybe for sure than isbei havla. There would be. Sufficient Havel, Odilma squiggling on the Odilma, maybe B Deloy Amka Lace Havla. Remember the original example it was eight Tfachim deep. This example, true there's more water, but it's only seven Tfachim deep. Maybe there's not that much Havel. Answer Teku. Boy mean underline of Shizbi and I underline Rabba. So if Shizbi asks Rabba the following here Chiva Mahu. Let's say um one person digs a bore that is ten tefachim deep. His fellow comes along and makes the bore a little bit wider. How do we look at that? Amarle, so it says back, Rabba, hare miet hevla. Sounds like it's a good thing. The Rosh says, tavayla bracha. By making the bore more exposed to the outside, it uh, decreases the hevel. Amarle, says back, Rav Shizbi, adirabba. Well, one second here. Hare also Kirev Hezeka. And other says there's a bore that a person walks by, just misses it, doesn't fall in. If the opening was a little bit bigger, a little bit wider, he would have fallen in. So maybe the second guy is responsible more for the damage. So 
Elama Ravashi, I circled Ravashi, I put a number one in the margin. On the first wide line, first two words are Ravashi, I circled Ravashi, I put a number two in the margin. So we have two Lashinas of what Ravashi's uh, conclusion is. Elama Ravashi, here's the first. Nexion, well, let us look into this. Colon. If what's causing the death is the hevel, tevla. by increasing the size of the opening, he minimized the hevel, and therefore he should not be liable. If it's the impact that causes the death when one falls in, when something falls in, well, by increasing the size of the opening, he caused uh, more damage, possibly, because, you know, an animal that would have just missed falling into the pit now falls into the pit because it's a bigger opening. That's one Lashon of Ravashi. Ikadamri. Squiggling on the Ikadamri. Amar Ravashi. Here's the second Ravashi. Nexion. And let us look into this. E. If. May. Hahigisa. Nafal. Harikir. Vezeka. If. The. Animal, let's say, fell in from the side that the person increased the opening of the bore. Well, then the one who increased the opening of the bore is uh, brought the uh, damages closer. If the animal falls from the other side, now fall tevla. Well, then from that perspective, there was less hevel. Period. Itmar, we have the case. Imagine you have a bore that is same depth as it has, it has. Width. So if it's standard bore, will be 10 fachim deep. Let's say it's 10 fachim wide. Rabba, the Rav Yosef. I underline Rabba, uh, and I also underline separately Rav Yosef. Damri Travayu, the two of them say, or maybe without the word Travayu, Mishmei de Rabba Barbarchana, Damr Mishmei, who says in the name of Rebbe Mani, colon. Here's the machlogus between Rabba and Rav Yosef. Chad, I squiggle and the word Chad. Amar. The first one says, Oh, there's a uh, ten tethach deep pit that has hevel to kill. Ad, sheirachva, yeser al oimka. It's going to be a problem of killing someone that falls in unless the pit is wider at the opening than it is deep. In other words, if it's exactly ten by ten, yes, it will have enough hevel to kill. Kama, the other mandamar is willing on this chad. Chad amar lo'ilam ein ba hevel. Nope, does not have hevel. yeser al rachva. The depth has to be more than the outside uh, width, and therefore, when you have one that's exactly ten by ten, there will not be hevel. Said the Mishnah, So we had this interesting case of the Mishnah, which was uh, a boar owned by two shutfin. We spent the whole time since we read the Mishnah until now trying to figure out how you get a boar shutfin. But anyway, the first one passed by didn't cover the pit, the second one, and didn't cover it, the second one is liable. Asks the Gemara now, um, hmm, now, Rashi explains <clears throat> that what's going on over here is, when it says he passed by, it doesn't mean just he just like walked by, it means he was using it. So you have the first guy, uh, he was using the boar, and something happened that the second guy is going to be responsible for everything because the second guy didn't cover it. So, says the Gemara, Rabbi Rav Yosef, Dami Travayu, Mishmei de Rabbi Barbarchana, Damar Mishmei de Rebbe Mani. Uh, again, two opinions on this issue as well. Chad, I squiggle, underlined, Amar, Mishmei Nichoi Mishtamesh. When is it that the first guy is not going to be liable for something, but rather the second guy? It, it is when um, he leaves him 
there's the first guy and he was drawing water, and there's the second fellow. When the first fellow left the second fellow using the pit, it was at that point. The Chad Amar, and the other one of the two, I swear, under the word Chad, says, It's not enough just to have the first guy walk away from drawing water from the pit, but he has to actually like officially give the lid over to the second guy. Ketanoi, like we see, is a machokas tanaim in the following two line brisa. Brisa starts here. Hamadamaimina bor. Somebody who's drawing up water from a pit uba chaver of amarloi, and the friend comes along, someone else comes along, and he says to him, Hanechli vaniyad lemaim. You know, leave it for me, and I'm going to draw up some water now. Kevan shehinichay mishdamesh pater. Once the first guy leaves, the second guy uh, using, uh, drawing the water from the pit, then the first guy is now pater. Whereas Rabbi Elazar ben Yankiv, who I boxed, Daimer, Mishayim sir lo dalyoy. No, it has to be where the first guy gave the lid officially, like over to the second guy. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Asked the Gemara of Micah Mefligi. What's the essential point if you had to boil it down be, of Machloikis between these two opinions? Well, colon, Rebbe Lezben Yankov, who I underlined, Savar, Yesh Breira. There is an interesting uh, application here of Breira, but uh, what we call retroactive determination, each one when they're filling up water. The way you look at it is that whatever water the each one of them filled up was destined to be or was assumed to be or we'll view it as though it was that one's water from the beginning. Whereas the Rabbanan Savri, the Rabbanan hold differently, and on the Rabbanan that ain Breira, that is not the case. Amar Ravina Tamayu, this Machlokas Tanakama versus Rabbi Elezman Yaakov goes according to what we have seen them argue about elsewhere. Amar Ravina Tamayu Ditsdan, the Mishnah that goes for about a, about a line and two thirds starts here. Let's say you have two partners, Al and Bob. So Al and Bob, Al says, I ain't going to get any more Hana from Bob. And Bob says, I'm not going to get any more Hana from Al. Uh, what happens if they have a jointly owned courtyard? So, They would both be forbidden to go into if they had a jointly owned courtyard because each one would be getting Hana from the other one. Whereas Rabbi Eliezer ben Yankiv, who he boxed, Oimer, Oh no, Al can go into that courtyard and like by definition, any place he's going into is his portion and Bob can do the same thing. Okay, that's clearly a machloikis. That's the end of the Tanaic source. But my comment for you, what is it that the two of them are arguing about essentially? Well, Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, we underline suffer Yesh Breira, there is retroactive determination, which means after the fact, you look at where each one was, and that by definition becomes their part of the courtyard. Each one is going into, by the very definition of where they went into, that becomes their portion. Whereas the Rabbanan, Savri, the Rabbanan, we underline the Rabbanan, and with this we will conclude, they hold simply Ein Breira. That concept of Breira is not to be applied over here. Adkan.